0: This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. Good morning, everybody. Episode 58 of Radiant Reflections. I'm joined with some special guests, Rod and Tammy Chupp, uh, members of Radiant Life Church. You've seen them maybe with the prayer team. Uh, We're really happy this morning to be spending this time with you. So if you're watching and listening, don't forget, we'd love it if you would share this podcast uh, on your social media feed, share it with friends and family. Uh, We want to see Radiant Reflections bring people closer to Jesus. Before we hit the red button this morning, that was our prayer. It's like, Lord, uh, uh, would you just work through us, speak through us about uh, who you are, Jesus, and bring people close to you. Don't bring attention to us but to, to Jesus himself. So Rod, Tammy, thanks for coming. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. Uh, I know, Rod, you've been here in the studio before. Tammy, this is your first time here. Um, it's a fun place to record. Uh, it's a little bit tight, as you can see. We're snug in here, but that's okay. It's all right. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, like we always do, we have coffee. And thankfully, the Chups are coffee <laughs> drinkers. They actually got to uh, experience a brand new brewer I got from a Ukrainian friend Uh, a missionary friend in the ukraine and it's a it's a very you know what i'm just gonna go grab the brewer so you you guys can see it talk amongst yourselves talk amongst ourselves it's a pink brewer it's it's It's, yeah it's it's pretty it's porcelain it's pretty it's like this rose colored Mm -hmm. uh it's a v60 style brewer and on the side it says touch of dreams i don't know what touch of dreams (laughs) i don't know what that means but it's a yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a hario v60 style brewer I was concerned because of the slats on the side of bypass. Like, are we going to get a bunch of bypass? And we really didn't. And the coffee brewed wonderfully. I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. We are drinking coffee from Clatch Coffee. Clatch. Clatch. I thought that looked more like a V75, by the way. V70. (laughs) Different size. (laughs) Medium. This was a gift from a good friend. Um, You guys have mentioned him before. Um, Zach Vasquez down in Miami, Florida. He and I were actually on the West Coast at the International Calvary Chapel Pastors Conference. And he went to Clatch, picked this up, and brought it to my booth and gave it to him. I'm really, really grateful. So this is a medium light roast. It's an Ethiopian Uraga Guji anaerobic
1: hmm.
0: in its natural process. So... It's got three tasting notes. Let's see how the chups do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pressure well, is Well, It's on. very
1: smooth, very light. It's yeah. good. All right.
0: You it's, could see it's
1: definitely fruity.
0: Yes. Well, you could see it's is, you've got some that are closer to medium there.
1: Mm.
0: But it is a light medium. So that tells me this coffee would be very, very good, probably as an espresso. Mm. So but what do we think? What I'm, are we tasting? Well, so
2: my in full disclosure. My dad was born in Ethiopia, mm. so I should know You
0: should know this I taste. should know this stuff. But okay. It
2: doesn't mean I do. Um, this is a good one. I'm
1: gonna go with kay. Brazil nut okay. and blueberry.
2: Okay. Rod, what do you say? I'm I'm going with a barrow nut. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's the most nutritious nut in the world. It's an African nut. Okay.
0: <laughs> Listeners, viewers, somebody needs to fact check this. Is this real? Did he just make up a nut? <laughs> Uh, it's real almonds, cashews. There's there's berry nuts. Okay. So um, berry nuts.
2: And then something of a fruit, um some kind of berry. Okay. I'm I don't know if it's blueberry or not, but some kind of a berry. Okay. Reminds me almost of a of a mild mulberry pie or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Mulberry. Okay. Mulberry. Mm. Not bad, chups. Listeners viewers Tammy chup blueberry jam. Jam. There you go. Blueberry <laughs> jam. So pretty good there. Pomelo. Have you ever had a pomelo fruit? No. No. Pomelo. I've never had it's one. It's tart and and sort of citrusy. It must taste like um, mulberry. Yeah. We'll call it. <laughs> we'll say it. And hibiscus.
1: Oh, mm, wow. Hibiscus. I would not have guessed hibiscus. So, so much for
0: my bear <laughs> root nut. <laughs> okay. Everybody has to look away. If you look away from the cameras, <laughs> if I look away. There we go clatch coffee ethiopian the anaerobic is what gives it that really i think nice uh smooth taste the anaerobic uh washing process that was so. one of the best cups of coffee i've had
2: oh good yeah, that's a good good coffee <laughs> i enjoy that so tammy is really our she's our premier coffee drinker of us okay um this is loaded notice the uh yes nice limited edition cup here from yes. stadium yes um this is loaded with some good uh lemon tea with honey and, okay. and lemon in it and uh but
0: that was good coffee good deal yeah because so, well, you're an usher at the great university yeah, i'm the a game.
2: supervisor now supervisor yeah. so
0: you help people find their seats and kind of we help keep law
2: and order and check people out make sure everything's safe sure once in a while we do well about every game we deal with a few problems but sure that's usually the visitors of course, particularly particular, you know, the northern you know, visitors. Particularly when Michigan comes, yeah, we have to throw <laughs> yes. a lot of people out. But it's
0: a great day when the studio is full of Irish fans.
2: Well, yes. <laughs> when, particularly when I see them in the stands with cameras and mm. videography machines, then we, we usually toss uh, them out. Toss so. them out. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see how this all plays out. <laughs> <laughs> we we are a minority at our I church. Know, I know. Yeah. Like there's well, hey, a handful of Irish fans, but. Uh, But but we're, we're faithful. So that's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, this, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Listeners, viewers, as you know, we're, you know, today is December 11th. Uh, We're right in the middle of this Christmas season. Um, You would expect for Radiant Life, like any other church to be either doing an Advent series or perhaps something that's specifically uh, related to Christmas. And Pastor Ryan uh, came yesterday and felt like he needed to pivot, like he needed to do something a little bit different. And part of that is because we have experienced uh, just a tremendous amount of loss in our church body in the last um, several weeks, month or so. Um, Radiant Life has lost five people. And Pastor Ryan, if you didn't get to see the message This was from a nine-year-old boy who was physically in our building just days, healthy and well, just days before he passed. Mm Nine-year-old boy and then upwards to uh, um, a gentleman in his 70s who – or maybe it was a – I'd have to think about that. But yeah, there was five people in our church recently that they're no longer alive with us, but they are very much alive because our God is the God of the living. Amen. He is the God of the living, so they live, but in a different way. And Amen. and two hundred
2: yards north of us, uh, our neighboring church lost oh, an elder that was yes. a very dear friend of ours, and yes. um, it's just been a really hard season.
0: And even a week after that, some folk,
2: another woman at Grace, um, she was mm-hmm. she was the week prior, a week mm-hmm. prior,
0: yeah, yeah. So just a lot of loss in our the, in the faith community. The, yeah, the faith community is really mm-hmm. it's been rough. Yes. Yeah. So R- Ryan he felt this pivot was necessary to bring a two-part series called lament and peace um lament really isn't a word we talk about Mm -mm. a lot i mean you're right tammy when you think about lament what do you think about like
1: sadness that's the first word that comes to my mind um grieving deep deep grieving Mm -hmm. that comes to my mind too Mm -hmm.
2: yeah what about you you? it's an well i mean the definition it's an expression of deep deep grief Mm -hmm. and and loss or sorrow Mm -hmm. um which which is interesting because um, we've been through that but didn't even really realize exactly what we're going through because there's so little teaching on on this topic yeah Mm -hmm. that's true um and i once i started understanding it a little more i started feeling a bit angry or frustrated with the fact i've lived 50 years and I've been in church every Sunday, and I have never learned about this. Mm. And then I, you know, the Lord said, "Hey, just relax." Mm. Um, those who have led you didn't understand this either, right? You know, and so it's so I really I admire the fact that Ryan has the courage to tackle it, yeah, and talk mm-hmm. about
0: it, yeah. I think about lament. I, I feel like it's it's a deeper sadness, right? Lament is
1: is not just being sad, right? It's more, yeah. I think, um, when I think of lament also, I mean, to me, it's processing that grief. It's, Mm. um, it's going there with it, you know, so often in our culture, we, we want to just dismiss it. We want to, we don't want to feel it. So we don't, we, we we, we don't want to process it. We don't (laughs) want to think about it. I think of lament as going there with your grief, just, you know, taking it to God, Mm -hmm. um, getting real with yourself and and really feeling the feelings because it is easy to push grief away it really is mm-hmm. and I can tell you that you're not going to heal by doing that it's it's something that you you know you can push grief off and 10 years later you can still be dealing with it because you haven't lamented you haven't mm-hmm. processed that deep deep feeling of grief.
0: And that's kind of the impetus behind this this message from Ryan. I mean Ryan right out of the gate, you know Ryan's a 3 on the enneagram. He's not hyper emotional at all. If you can get a hold of him and give him a hug, it's miraculous. He's not she, a she does. He's not a touchy-feely kind of guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he's sturdy. He's just a sturdy guy, sturdy guy mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but but Ryan right out of the gate, he was right in that place that you just spoke of. So he was he had come to terms with the fact that he would had been experiencing grief and loss, mm-hmm. but he hadn't come to the place of lament where he was turning yeah. to God because, you know, in a, a very fast period, he, he lost his grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know, his father passed away and his mother for all and, you know, her, she's with us still, uh, but she doesn't know who Ryan is. Her mm-hmm. dementia is severe.
1: And that's a whole other layer loss. of grief. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because yeah. the person's there with you, but they don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ryan was just really open and vulnerable right out yeah, of the gate. Yeah, he was. Yeah,
1: he sure was. Um, it was beautiful.
0: It was. And
1: I think that's a big part of lament is being honest. And mm. it doesn't necessarily mean being honest with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. It's being honest with God and yourself. At least to me, that's what it is. But um, but yeah, he did a good job of of mm-hmm. demonstrating that, didn't he?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and... and being the senior pastor i think that he uh, so one of the phrases i grew up hearing was you don't have to not everybody has to know your business but somebody has to know your business mm. um which i think generally is true yeah uh but in this case um he learned some he learned this new truth from god mm-hmm. and shared it with the whole congregation yeah and so mm-hmm. in essence he let us all see in a little bit and we kind of all knew his business mm-hmm. um but uh yeah, and and it was it was different because so the the first time the only time I really heard much about lament, um, you may remember this name, um, Glenn Kaiser, who started the Resurrection Band and yeah. Jesus People USA. Yeah, they have an album called Lament, and yes, oh. I dated myself and said album. But that's yeah. what it
0: is. Uh, <laughs> Re- Resurrection Band. For those listeners, viewers who don't know, these are the OG uh, rock and roll. Uh, band there in the Christian world there. I've a, seen them live many times. They oh yeah. oh yeah. yeah. actually stayed at Japuza. Yeah uh, For like 24 hours and I was trying to get sober. Did you Aww. really? Yeah, and awesome. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't stick around But uh, I think the best album you tell me what you think Ampendectomy Ampendectomy have you is, heard that I have heard that so it's all the rock and roll yep. albums, but acoustic <laughs> I love Glenn Kaiser uh so glenn kaiser was a was a good friend or was because
2: chris is gone now but chris kurt used to live in sturgis and he was a good friend of glenn's and Mm. so glenn would come to town to chris's house so Mm -hmm. we used to be invited over on like a sunday evening and we'd sit around the family room with glenn and chris and a few people Mm. and like he would come play a he'd make matchbox guitars with like two strings and he'd sit there and sing the blues with two strings yeah and he'd always he'd always say that 2 thirds of the psalms are lament they are but he never really explained it like Ryan has now mm-hmm. i look back at what glenn was trying to explain and mm-hmm. and it makes a lot more sense but um yeah he he was he was the bomb do yourself yeah. a favor listeners you look up res- some resurrection go check <laughs> out resband resband uh, is f- favorite Fantastic. album i don't know man i i'm a i'm a real i'm a rock and roller yeah and so <laughs> um so they had a kind of a medley of different albums they had one called live bootleg okay that was a bunch of hits off of different things yeah. um, that was pretty good my probably my favorite they they did a live 20th anniversary mm-hmm. or 25th anniversary CD by then yeah and um, man, there's a lot mm-hmm. of good stuff on there but anyway <laughs> yeah but so he tried to teach us about lament and I wasn't understanding because mm-hmm. I didn't have a basis of it
0: mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the first questions that Ryan asked, and I I would be interested to ask you guys your responses. I have Ryan's responses, but why do you think that uh, we as followers of Christ don't lament? What keeps us from from, um, lamenting?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, as I said earlier, I think that we just don't want to be in touch with our feelings oftentimes. Why? Talk talk more about that. It's hard to feel them. It it is hard to feel the grief. Um, You know, it's so easy to push that away and i'll speak from you know throughout this i'll speak from experience from what what we went through which was actually 29 years ago but uh
0: unpack that for listeners
1: and viewers who don't know your
0: story just briefly i don't want to stir up too much Um, uh, but i'd love for you to just explain the context and and really the reason why i asked the chups um to be here with us because and they're about to explain this but from my perspective uh, from the outside, sure. Um, I have never, I have yet to meet people who speak about loss in the way that the chops do. From such an extreme loss, I've yet to meet people hmm. who have suffered hmm. the way that you have, and in to me, it's it's baffling it's mysterious it is something other
1: I'd like to hear you unpack that but I'll I've yet to
0: (laughs) I've met a lot of people experience loss I tell people all the time I've yet I have not suffered a day in my life I have not not in the grand scheme of things. And that's
2: where we were before
0: our oh, for sure. So, so talk a little yeah. bit about that day. Or maybe not the day, but, but your loss. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah so we lost our, our firstborn and only son at the time. We, we've had three more children since then. But he was 13 months old, and he was run over at our home. And um, and so, go, I mean, losing a child, first of all, mm-hmm. is... I. I personally can't imagine anything worse than that. I I mean, I I even thought that before we lost him. I thought, oh, Lord, this baby is amazing. What would I do without him? You know, and and I think parents probably all think that. And then, you know, the worst day in my life happened and we lost him. And we had to come to terms even that day. Um, In fact, our pastor at the time asked us, you know are, are you guys you need to make a decision are you going to trust God and I thought why are you asking me this mm-hmm. right now like I don't even know because we and we were strong believers yeah. even at a young age like that we trusted God we had faith and yet when you pray as hard as you've ever prayed and believed i mean the faith we had we we really believed he would be healed we we knew it would take a miracle and we really believed he After would be the healed accident. we had we had a prophetic yeah.
2: word over him at baby dedication time mm-hmm. yeah and we were hanging on to that and we're like well lord you said this so yeah, he can't so we, die I we mean, fully believed it's, like Abraham was it's not an option you know yeah.
1: and our prayers didn't get answered the way we wanted them to and and um mm-hmm. So I had to think about that for a little bit, you know, as far as trusting God. Mm. I had to really process that. And um, it didn't take me long, actually, because as I processed and I thought, if I don't have God, if he's not for real and if he's not going to be there for me, what do I have? Mm. You know, one of the two most important things in my life just got taken away from me. And if I don't have God, that's a really scary thought for me. And and as I processed all of that, I just, I had, I, I personally just had to trust Him. I had to. And, um, but anyway, we lost our son, and and there, and that began our grieving process, which we had no idea how long grief lasts. Well, you
2: can get into all kinds of semantics and and even terminology, mm-hmm. like I hate. I hate the terminology. I'm not finding fault. It's just this is just reality. I hate the terminology. We lost him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, did we lose him? I mean, he went. So you know, we would have people. Oh, you didn't really lose him. You just sent him ahead to heaven. Well, mm-hmm. boy, it sure feels like we lost him. Yeah. And you know, so then you run into um, you you run into. We talk about it maybe a little later on, but um, Proverbs 18. 20 and 21, it says, From the fruit of a person's mouth, his stomach satisfied, he is filled with the product of his lips. Mm. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. Mm. And and that gets quoted, I think, a lot of times out of context. Mm. Because here you are, you you have this incredible loss, and people will find fault with, well, you're not speaking positively, yeah. or you're not... Um,
1: you're not even trusting. something
2: simple like loss. Well, he, but you didn't really lose him. He, mm-hmm. it's like, dang. When I go home and find his toys, it feels like we lost him.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So. When you're when you lose someone, <clears throat> the the initial day and day hours days whatever are horrible, shocking, life changing, all of that, but there's also a lot of support that comes around you mostly through the funeral, the viewing, whatever. And, um, and, and I suppose you're, you're also in a level of shock at the time as well. But, but when all of that is done and everybody else goes back to normal life, Mm -hmm. boy, that's when it gets hard. That is, I mean, it is gripping in every aspect of your life. And, um, so, you know, after when Rod started going back to work, which was probably about a week after the accident, um, there I was. I had been a stay at home mom and what do I do? You know, <laughs> so grief is there's so many levels, um, because yeah, we didn't have our son, but also my identity. I lost my identity as a mom mm-hmm. and, and I'd be at home. All day by myself with just my thoughts and it was torture. Um, but at the same time, I learned to utilize that. I learned to lament, but I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know that's what it was called, but, but um with my spirit was at work. I sure. would mm-hmm. just cry out to God and. Cry with him and to him. I would be very honest with my feelings to him. Um, some people would think it would be disrespectful to share what I what I shared with God, but but I didn't feel that way. I don't think God felt that way either. And um,
2: he was catching her tears. The, word, the scripture tells yeah, us. Th- um,
1: there would be days that I would just get on the floor and and just lay there yeah. because I didn't know what else to do. And. And cry, cry and cry and, and, you know, talk to God and, and tell him, I trust you, but I don't understand this at all. And you have to help me, you have to help me process this. And, um, I guess that was lament and I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that, that I was
0: doing that. Did you, do you guys feel like, uh, initially, uh, when you experienced Daniel's passing, that you entered into lament immediately? Or did you feel like there was a season, or even days, um, that it was just grief? It was just shock, it was just anger? I think
1: the beginning, yeah, there's shock and grief okay. mostly. That's
0: a good question. Um,
2: we, we didn't know what it was then. This is quite a while ago. I, I was basically experiencing um, PTSD. Mm-hmm. Because and, you were there, yeah, I, w- I was there and, and part of this whole thing, and um, and so it, it's really interesting because it would it'd be like I'd come out, I'd start coming out of shock, mm-hmm. and the reality of what I of what we were dealing with would come into focus, and I'd feel overwhelmed, and then I I really feel like the Lord b- built us in such a way that shock was a good thing, mm-hmm. and we'd kind of mm-hmm. go back in. So what shielded mm-hmm. you in a it, sense. It shielded you okay. because yeah. initially it, it was yeah. it was grief, I think, and then mm-hmm. um, and it was probably more just grief for me longer than Tammy. I think that was, I think that was exacerbated by the. Well, you were experiencing trauma as well by the, by well. the, by the, by the mm-hmm. traumaticness of mm-hmm. what took place, and so I think I think the lament type feelings. Um, came much later for me Mm -hmm. um, because it was just compounded by some other things Mm -hmm. and i think it's so easy in in particularly in churches or even just with our friends to um feel like where's your faith you need to move on and and get over this (laughs) you know and um it's like let's let's not be too quick to um to judge too hard you know
1: Mm -hmm. well and I really appreciated Ryan sharing what he did and, and even processing what he processed on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, two, three years after yeah. his losses, that's normal. That is so normal. And, um, 10 years later, it, it's normal. Typically, um, as we, as we process and as we heal, as we feel, we heal. But, um, but as we move forward in that, the grief, feels less it feels more tolerable more bearable thank god (laughs) Mm -hmm. and here we are 29 years later and we can talk about it honestly with a smile on our face because god has brought us so much healing and we have peace and we have joy and we have hope and it's different it wasn't like that for years
0: that's the mystery to me that's the mystery as the observer it's so god who has not experienced that kind of loss that is a mystery that baffles me uh but what i hear you guys saying and this is what what ryan said just in your own journey i wrote this down that uh, lament is a direction yeah lament is a direction towards god yep. specifically it's towards god it's a it's a, It seems to me to be a process where you take grief and pain and you go towards the direction of the creator. You tunnel toward, mm-hmm. yeah. toward it.
2: It's yeah. purposeful. He said you tunnel toward it. And I went, this morning it hit me, honestly, while I was taking a shower, mm-hmm. that Ryan didn't make a point of this in his message. But for those who were paying attention, he said he gets up at 5 o'clock every morning. Mm-hmm. Takes except his Saturdays. shower, gets ready, except Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, by 5.20, he's down in his chair, and he's ready to have time alone with the Lord. Mm-hmm. He did that through that whole process. Yeah. He didn't stop doing it. He had the inputs. And mm-hmm. and so he was – that that's so key, because I think oftentimes we're going through a hard time. We want to pull away from our loving Father when we need him the most. Mm-hmm. And Ryan – kept with his good disciplines of seeking God and mm-hmm. God showed up and spoke to him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it wouldn't necessarily be the same had he not followed
0: through with that so he he probably and even you uh, anyone who's experienced tragic loss like this if there isn't a process of of directing oneself to God through spiritual discipline, disciplines yep. and practices, you're going to remain in a, in an oppressive grief, rather than in an oppressive pain, oppressive trauma, rather than this this beautiful process of lament, this thing that is Godward, that is where you actually through, I mean, you guys can say you're you're closer to God now than you were when daniel oh, was yeah. born oh man
1: the he used this actually the time probably the year the the first couple years after we lost him i think i was as close to god as i ever have been even mm-hmm. since then i mean you just when you depend on By him necessity. with every fiber of your being mm-hmm. it's it was a really special time i Survival. really grew you were yeah. s-
0: just trying to survive mm-hmm. emotionally spiritually So the pressing into God in the midst of that loss was, it was to make it. Mm -hmm. It it was, but
2: also, like, what is faith? What is the essence of real faith? You know, and there's... Believing what uh, we can't see. There's a bunch of people on TV that'll tell you it's this or that, or you just have to believe, or you just have to say it right, or there's some formula. But at the end of the day, I'm convinced that real faith is when you diligently desire something mm-hmm. and the lord says no that's not my plan
1: mm. yeah that's and, a really good point point. and
2: yeah. you have learned to trust and be okay with that
1: mm-hmm.
2: wow i think that's faith wow and um it doesn't make it easy and it doesn't make it fun but i think it's faith you know i'm abraham when he was told to sacrifice his son mm-hmm. it says Early the next morning, he got up
1: mm-hmm.
2: and got his stuff around and took off to do it. He didn't throw out five fleeces to God. <laughs> he just trusted. Mm-hmm. Like, that was faith, you know? It was counted it's, to him as righteousness. And
0: it says it says that Abraham, because he believed in the promise of God so much, yep. he believed it was going to happen. He's like, well, God's going to raise him from he's the dead. He's going to raise him mm-hmm. from the dead. There's no other way because yeah. the promise is true. Guaranteed. Yep. 100%. It is true. God's not a liar. So, so if he's asking me to do this, then... I guess he's just going to have to raise him from the dead, and here I go. Yeah.
2: And and just to touch on that with Daniel, so we, we had this prophetic word. Um, Pastor Vic Hildebrand, actually, that started Grace Christian Fellowship here in town, he prophesied over him at baby dedication that he was going to touch, that Daniel's life was going to touch many, many, many people mm. for the Lord. Mm. And so at the moment that you are coming to grips with the fact he is not going to live anymore and he's 13 and a half months old, how can that – it seems – it's one of those times when it seems like the prophetic word yeah. contradicts reality, yeah. but it didn't, because 20 years later, the Lord told Tammy to write a book mm-hmm. that, that has helped so many people, and Daniel's life has done just what the prophetic word said. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's, by the way – Not the way you thought. But not the way we thought. And it's, it's just being – they may be printing it as we speak – it's being printed in Spanish in Cuba – wonderful um the cuban people have very very little resource very mm-hmm. few things yeah. to um to share spiritually and mm-hmm. uh so we were able to print it down there for them yeah. and uh, i believe god's going to really really use it again and it's like mm-hmm. thank you lord that your word is true it's always mm-hmm. it's always true mm-hmm. we may not understand it sometimes but i yeah.
1: think rod you made a really good point in that there's, there's some oftentimes, actually, that we think the Bible contradicts itself or we think that God contradicts what he's told us. And and I think it's really important to, to realize that there's a broader picture that we can't see oftentimes. Our focus is too narrow. And like in our case, it's taken years. Um, we did see fruit from after even the first couple years we we saw fruit from the accident from our loss because we were able to help other people and give them hope Um, I'll just go back a little bit Um, when we were right after the accident happened within the first couple weeks we needed hope and life felt like it would never be normal again it would Mm -hmm. never be happy again we needed some kind of hope that that we were going to be okay from the standpoint of that we weren't going to be miserable our, our whole life. And some people, a couple different women spoke into my life that had lost children and it did. It gave me hope that, okay, maybe I'll be able to take full breaths again someday yeah. and not, like you not have breathe. physical pain in my chest and my belly. and um, And so for us too, that was really important for us to be able to Um, to do that for other people. It's very life-giving when you feel like it's never going to be okay again. Mm. And so we we did see the fruit of that in the early years, but we've seen more of that in the the last five or ten years. than I mean, it's been incredible how much God has used our testimony. And And even the day of the funeral, there were
2: several people that I prayed for for years um, that they would come hear the message of the gospel. Mm. And I was I was a bit shocked, but they showed up mm-hmm. and communicated to me afterward. And so Pastor Ross, who followed Vic at Grace. Ross Eicher. Right? No, no, not Ross Eicher, um, Ross Gerber, oh, Gerber. He was yeah, senior yeah. pastor for a while. Hmm. Um, and so Luke and Ross are, um, I think, worship leader and senior pastor yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. but. Ross Gerber came from Canada, mm-hmm. actually, as did Vic, and he was a senior pastor, and he just did a phenomenal job at that ser- at that service, and he yeah. explained, he was very tender. Mm-hmm. I told him, I want the word preached, and he's like, yeah, but my sense is that it should be gentle, and I said, do whatever the Lord tells you, but make sure you preach the gospel, and, mm-hmm. and he did, In several, you know, we had people who communicated to us that weren't people of faith, um, to our knowledge in any way. Mm-hmm. That that told
0: us how impactful that was, mm-hmm. you know, and so because I'm, there's really no other response to that. I mean, the the end of no the, other good response. No, the the end of lament or or this Godward process of grief and pain. It has to be the gospel story. Without the gospel story, the gospel saying, the reality that one day we will be resurrected. Those who have gone on before yeah. us will be resurrected in new bodies. That is part of the gospel message. And without that. And that's what gives us hope. It is our hope. It is yes. our hope. <laughs> Paul tells uh, told the Thessalonian church that we comfort each other with these words, that these are words that we use to comfort one another, that the mm-hmm. resurrection is real, that we will see those that we, we love again. Mm-hmm. I have a that question. have died in Christ. I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> Can't just let I you ask know. all the questions. I don't know how much I have to contribute to this well, conversation. So, so
2: yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Pastor Ryan, uh, m- he asked a question that at the heart of it is the same question I was just thinking about last week. Mm. Um, he said, with the absence of lament, celebration is incomplete.
1: Mm.
2: Mm. Okay. So the absence of lament, celebration is incomplete. Mm-hmm. Um And here's what I was asking myself, and I thought, ask JB this question. A week ago, or thereabouts, I was thinking about, uh, I was looking back at different people who were um, examples in my life, I guess I'll say. Mm -hmm. And one of them is, so a lot of people in the area still remember Rachel and Neil Hostetler. It was one of my sets of grandparents. And Grandpa Hostel. well, Rachel, so my grandma Rachel, she was this, she had more faith than anybody I've ever known personally. I got healed over the telephone when she prayed for me one time. God. Just incredible stuff. But um, Grandpa one, one day I was at their house, and he started, um, I don't even know what brought it up, but he was old by then, and he started telling me, "Oh, I was, I was big. He worked for the railroad. He was a boxer. Mm-hmm. He was a mean, tough guy, all right? And he lived very, very ungodly. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't he wasn't bragging about the things he had done, but he said he he like his voice quivered and he said, "I was the foulest of sinners."
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And God saved even me. Mm-hmm. And as I think back, he he lamented how he lived yeah, and it, it was repentance but i think with him it was deeper than just repentance yeah. and so the thought came to me can we really have a proper appreciation for salvation without
0: lament i i don't think we can yeah but what do you think it's it's funny you asked me that uh so i don't i don't get to teach a lot at radiant life i've got maybe i don't know three or four times over the years. But one of the messages early on that I shared at Radiant Life was uh, the gospel has to start with bad news. <laughs> like it's it, it, not only that, but um, it it has to start with bad news first because without that bad news, without that, that saying there's this place, this target, this mark that God's made for all humans, and we cannot hit it we have missed it we've missed it this tells us that we are in need of a savior and then the the good part of the gospel comes in but it it has to start with lament and i know in my own life my own experience i was just telling somebody the other day probably uh the six to eight months leading up to the time that i was saved was a suffering Mm -hmm. my mom's at that time she'd stopped stopped checking in in a sense and s- sometimes she would come to wherever i was holed up you know being being what i was drug addict she'd bring groceries she'd do all she'd do things that a mama do you mm-hmm. know just trying to make sure i didn't die like oh. honestly that was her but six mm-hmm. to eight months before that she that stopped hmm. and she just began to pray wow god do what it takes It had to be really hard for her. i can't i can't imagine you know they suffered Sure. I, I said that often. My parents yep. suffered, um, yep. but those last six six to eight months before I was born again, I, I say it the same way. It was a it was a it was the the hammer, the fist of God, just pounding me down, humbling me, breaking me to a place of brokenness, to where eventually mm-hmm. I could say, "There is a God in heaven, and I'm not Him." Amen. There yeah, is a we, God, and I'm I'm accountable yeah. to Him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and with that, with grief or whatever like what you were going through um there's a god uses that to teach us he used Mm. that time in our life goodness sakes we had we thought we knew so much about the word and about god and about life and Mm. we were so wrong (laughs) in so many ways and um and it took that breaking to to and for us digging into god really um for him to personally speak to us and show us so many of our own theologies that we that we thought and believed that weren't quite right you know Mm. and well for example you know I think a lot of people think this if if you're a good person you do do right to people and live right you're going to have a good life and things aren't going to go wrong and um that, that's just not true. It, it's really sad that it's not true, but it's not true. Mm-hmm. You can be the best person and, and do all the right things and you can have tragedy or a loss or a divorce or cancer or, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just part of life. It's part of the fall, which, you know, people, when something bad happens, Um, They right away want to go to God and be like, God, how could you let this happen? Whether it's in anger, Mm -hmm. whether it's in um, just questioning God, you know, not everybody's angry at God, but, um, but, but a lot of people do question God and, and I think that's normal and I think it's okay. We, we should, because that's where we learn. That's where the breakdown comes in and we start learning and God starts showing us things and that's beautiful. That's a great point. What, so what, so for years...
2: We hosted Passover Seder meals in our house mm-hmm. and um part of the Jewish culture is to ask questions mm-hmm. because without asking the question, you don't get an answer mm-hmm. and i've I've never tied those two together till just now while you were talking, but um you know sometimes we ask God things, and that's the impetus to hear from him if we want to listen mm-hmm.
1: um, and I think too, you know the word says ask and and yeah. and it, and you will find or sorry. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> um, anyway. Seek and you'll find. And knock you'll and find, he'll
2: open the door. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: Anyway. Um, so I think when we ask and when we're especially in those deep places of lament and we're asking God, he's going to answer us. And, you know, sometimes it's through kind of like a revelation or like like an impression that you get or God tells you something. Sometimes it's just a knowing that. It's going to be okay. I don't know the answer to it, and I probably never will, but it's going to be okay because God, Mm. you know, and, um, and I think it's, I just think it's really important for us to ask those questions and, and go to God with them and trust that he will help us. He may not give us that specific answer that, that we want, and if, if he doesn't, it's okay He's going to lead us to peace in in our questions.
0: I've got this quote from Ryan uh, from yesterday's message. Lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. Yeah, Lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. It's still that Godward orientation, that Godward direction. Before he got to that section, he was in Psalm 13. And so much of the lamenting Psalms begin with like, This is it. This everything's over. It's done. Mm -hmm. And then there's always this paradox, this transition in the psalm where it says, "But God, Amen. Amen. But God, but, but God." And and Ryan kind of taking us through Psalm 13. Listeners, viewers, check it out. uh, Read Psalm 13. But Mm -hmm. this this transition where you're in that place of lament to in that place of pain. And then getting to the place of trusting god it, it's a change from pain to accepting the good the goodness of god Amen. and that's mm-hmm. another that's another mystery to me
1: yeah
0: oh it, it is for your lives as an observer well it's it's, <laughs> a, it's a mystery for me too i i i, have, um, I struggle with it still
2: so so here's a, a cool story for you yesterday um we were so sometimes you feel like there's things that you are obligated to do or you need to do, but the reality is we're privileged to get to do. Yeah. Okay. So yesterday we're privileged to get to pray with, um, prayer team members before the service. Mm. And, and God brought to somebody's mind that, that there was like a spirit of suicide that would be in the Mm. church, that somebody would be there like that. Mm. And we prayed about it. And, um, and, and, shared it with the pastors before service started. Mm-hmm. And uh, and somebody who came in who was hopeless and in a really bad spot and, and was planning to take their own life, God made this connection for them through Pastor Ryan's teaching mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit authored through him mm-hmm. um, and somehow made that connection that it transferred from the pain and the hopelessness and the sorrow to – I now have to look at the goodness of God, and move forward, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the person's life has changed. Mm-hmm. And um, how does that happen? Uh, you know, I one of the quotes I wrote down from yesterday is to cry as human, to lament as Christian. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And and then he and shortly after that he said, you know, we tunnel our way to truth and hope in the midst of pain and grief. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I was thinking about, like with my grandfather, he had great regret for how he had lived, Mm -hmm. but he didn't keep living in regret. Mm. He somehow, through God's Spirit, lamented the past Mm -hmm. and left the regret, and it turned into a gratitude and a hope for the future Mm. where he could praise the Lord Mm. for... The fact that, in his words, he was the foulest of sinners, and God could save only even him, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so, it's it's not just loss; it can be regret for your past. Yeah. It can be, um. It can be a, a broken relationship. I mean, it can be a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I think you're you're hitting on it. The key is, at what point do you? It's almost like. Um, you know, you had. You, I was watching you back here making coffee this morning, mm-hmm. and you had everything in there, but then you had to take you had to take the hot water and you had to drizzle it over it mm-hmm. and actually brew it, and something beautiful came out. But until then, we just had golf, coffee grounds that and boiling water <laughs> and boiling water. But the Holy, you know, for an analogy's sake, mm. the Holy Spirit percolates that and it, it takes mm. us from takes us from feeling hopeless I don't know if that's a fair word or a regret mm. to um, God's got a plan and I'm going to trust in it mm. and, mm-hmm. and, and and I can't psychologically understand that
1: mm-hmm. because
2: it's supernatural you yeah know, it's, um,
1: yeah. and <clears throat> I was I, I also heard Ryan say that um, to cry is human to lament is Christian and I wanted to add I say to lament is healing. It it takes us to healing. It's not, we don't just do it because we're believers. We do it because it brings us hope, freedom, healing. Mm -hmm. It moves us forward and it's beautiful. I'm going to just take a quick left turn here and I want to get your take.
0: Uh, And none of us are therapists or or counselors. At least I don't know that any, either of us are degreed in that way. I just wonder, you know, right now we, we see in the world, there is a mental health crisis, depression and anxiety. um, And these, these places of deep suffering and pain are at an all time high. I mean, the, the, the amount of uh, pharmaceuticals that are being prescribed uh, for these issues is, is skyrocketing. It's just skyrocketing. Um, I was watching uh, TV the other day and, and I was seeing even drugs being advertised that these drugs were drugs that you take to help fix the problems that the other drug was causing to make you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, and I, uh, listeners, viewers, don't hear me wrong. There's a place for those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a need for those things. And um, I'm wondering, are we in a culture, or or do we have a, a, a group of people in the world who are living and existing in places of pain and suffering, who have not gone Godward towards biblical lament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they're trapped. Yeah. They're trapped. I mean, you, you, you use the, the phrase earlier from Ryan's quote, tunneling. Think about what a tunnel is. Yeah. You oh, are yeah. underground. You're, You're underground. buried. Yep. You've got weight on are underwater of you. underground. And they're just buried mm-hmm. in that pressure of of what it means to f- experience real life depression, real fears, real anxiety, chemically caused, even yeah. real diagn- real things um, that medicine can treat and can help. But I wonder how many folks that are in those places could also see healing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and change in their lives if they were to go Godward. And begin a bit. Oh, I that. think
1: so, I definitely. Yeah. And you know, I I serve in freedom ministry at our mm. church, and um, and that's a whole nother level of going to God for your healing. Mm. For it's more of a spiritual type of healing or a an emotional kind of thing. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I think I think a lot. I feel really bad for people that don't know the Lord. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how we would have gotten through what we have without him. And I'm pretty sure we wouldn't still be married today <laughs> had, Might had not. we not really pressed into the Lord. Um, th- a lot of, there's quite a number of statistics that show that yeah. many couples that lose children end up divorced. Um, there's just, people grieve differently Big percentages. And very high. Sometimes high. depending on the situation, sometimes there's blame, but, um, but yeah,
2: And there could have been plenty of blame with us. Um, that was one of the things that, again, I'll, I'll give a shout-out to Pastor Ross at that time. They had a child that passed. Um, their daughter, Jade, had died from leukemia, mm-hmm. and they understood that loss, and he knew the statistics. Mm-hmm. And that first night, he challenged us to look at each other and make a commitment that we weren't going to let this drive us apart. And it, quite frankly, felt, which when you talk about lament, lament. Um, one of the things that Pastor Ryan said keeps some people from that is it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It seemed it seemed incredibly inappropriate at the time <laughs> for him to be talking to us about that. We're yeah. sitting here dealing with this, and you're going to talk about that. Mm. It was completely Holy Spirit-led, mm-hmm. and and we made a commitment. Because he could see farther down he the road. He could see yeah. down the road, you know, mm-hmm. and, which is having people in your life um, – that can help you with that kind of thing Mm -hmm.
0: is just is just incredible let's let's pause one moment Uh, listeners viewers i just feel led um you know if you're finding yourself in that place of just extreme grief and loss and you know on the other side of this camera on the other side of this audio we know that there are people who are genuinely suffering um maybe maybe it is depression and anxiety maybe it is uh cancer maybe it is divorce maybe it is the loss of a loved one i mean we just as a as a country and as a world just lost millions of people uh due to a virus right there was a lot of loss in the world i just want to encourage you uh, um seek out help uh amen like just said seek out help um seek the lord first let him be first. That's good. Uh, this this has been a prayer for for uh, some people very close to me as of late, saying, uh, "Lord, may you be their first response. May you be who they turn to first before any drug, any doctor, anything. Though you may use those things, God. Though you may use those things, and you can, and you do, and you will. Uh, may Jesus, would you be the first thing? And so, if you're listening and you're you're watching uh, make that choice now and just say, uh, I'm going to turn to you first. I don't even know what that looks like. Maybe it is finding a Ross Gerber in your life. Maybe it is finding a Rod or Tammy Chup, someone who's walked the road. What am I going to say about losing a child? Nothing. I have nothing to say as I should, I should say nothing. But these, these folks understand that loss. They understand it. They've walked that hundred million miles in your shoes. Um, there has to be that transition. R- Ryan Ryan, kind of camped in, in Lamentations, the book where we get lament, mm-hmm. 322, it says dark clouds may come, but divine mercy is in the end.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: When you're feeling like you're under mm-hmm. that dark cloud, like you're feeling under that weight of, of, of a storm, there is mercy at the end of that, if you turn towards the source. <laughs> That's
2: right. The, the yeah. promises
0: of God, I've said this before on this podcast, and and I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but the promises of God are like hinges on a door. They swing both ways. He's not a genie. He doesn't just magically, he does sometimes, but very rarely he he stays within the confines of the world that he created in and, and the image bearers that he created. And that door swings both ways. The promises of God are on our door hinges. If you want to to have a door open you got to turn that knob and you got to push it open and you got to walk through it. You got to mm-hmm. make changes and choices. Sometimes God'll kick that door down and he'll just shove you right on through. But those mm-hmm. times are are very less common. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but you do have to choose it. But what if, were some of the choices you, you had to make? Well, and if you if you look,
2: I mean, look at prophecies in the Bible, most of them are they're if then yeah yeah they're conditional they are conditional you know mm-hmm. because god saw mm-hmm. fit to give us free will he did which still baffles me but but <laughs> yeah. we have free will and mm-hmm. so somewhere you have to marry up free will and making decisions with mm-hmm. promises of what god wants to do mm-hmm.
1: um you mentioned you know maybe somebody doesn't know what it what it looks like to go to god and in, in lament well, we didn't either. And mm. we were believers, but we didn't, we didn't know how, how to go to God and what, to, how to unpack Until that. You were in the midst but of it. you just do it. it it's, mm. God is just like any other relationship as far as communicating, communicating with Him. Um, you know, it's, you just start talking. You mm. just start being honest. And, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to go back to your question. You asked how, what it looked like. Mm-hmm. What, um, it looked like sometimes going out in public and going about your life trying to put a smile on your face and Mm -hmm. trying to be normal because sometimes you just need to feel normal and um and also just not wanting to be in that place of grief all the time Mm -hmm. but the other part of that is people are so uncomfortable With our emotions Mm. as a whole, and um, and I think we try, you know, we try really hard to not just us people. We try to not be vulnerable in front of everybody because, face it, it just makes people uncomfortable. So I mean, there's a time and a place to hold back your emotions and try to come across like I'm okay. Even
2: when well, you're, you're very much you not. have to function
1: and um, you still have to function but, but within that you, within that though you have to realize that you can't stay in that place you have to you have to be able to come home and get real and mm-hmm. and that's that's how i did it mm-hmm. and and you know grief is so different for every person mm-hmm. everyone processes differently and and i think we need to give people space to to do it in the way that feels right to them and also encourage them through through that when they're getting stuck because we can get stuck um but for me i i i I don't think it was fake but but when i was around other people i just tried to be come across like i was happy like tried to come across like i was okay and but when i got home maybe not every day but i was just real with with God and with myself, and I cried a lot, <laughs> and um, but I, yeah, I didn't want to make other people uncomfortable by always coming across sad to them. But it's okay if you if you're always feeling sad and 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 that's just how you are in the moment, and you're around people, that's okay too. And and so. again,
2: not everybody needs to know your business, but somebody needs to know your business, mm-hmm. and that that God comes already knows it. God knows it. Yeah. but we we need whether you tell them or not We yeah. need community though. Mm-hmm. we you know um, so one truth that that we discovered going through our situation with with Daniel dying was that um, and I think this is true probably in varying degrees of what it is that you're lamenting um, sometimes you have to expand your circle a bit. Mm. So like Ryan did. Yeah. So so for us, our support system, first of all, was probably our parents mm-hmm. and to some extent our siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, I would say, our church body, a, a few of our closest friends within the church body. Mm-hmm. and And just because of how things work in everyday life, many of them had had children about the same time daniel was born and we're raising kids Mm -hmm. together wow and then the the bigger church body Mm -hmm. and and those were the people we went to for support Mm -hmm. and you find yourself going through something incredibly hard and they are all incredibly broken too Mm -hmm. and and they don't know they don't know what to do they don't know what to say and Mm -hmm. you're and when I say enlarge your circle, we found ourselves in a spot where the people we normally go to for support—they are devastated, and they're they're dealing with it also. And, but they're
1: also watching us go through it, which is even which is a different another layer of, layer, of, you of you know? pain
2: because they yeah. care for you, yeah. yeah, and watching you suffer. Mm-hmm. Like I think about what you know what our parents went through. I mean, mm-hmm. they lost their first grandchild, yeah, and then they're watching us feel like we're floundering you know it's a whole different mm-hmm. type of what they're dealing with and so we ended up with you know several pastors from other churches i mean our pastors were devastated sure and so yeah. like like Ryan talked about he did 5 funerals in a month yeah he was wrecked yeah right and so mm-hmm. yeah so you have to expand the circle and so we had input from other pastors from other churches we had impact from um other believers and people that we knew mm-hmm. and um and so sometimes expanding your circle which can include so so Tam, I'm not part of the um, the freedom ministry team but Tammy's very involved in it and I know, and they pray with they go through that process with people even from other churches mm-hmm. and and sometimes that's the best way to go, you know sure um, not because you're trying to recruit somebody, but you're trying to help bring healing to somebody in the body of Christ. And mm-hmm. so um, expanding your circle can be a really a really big deal too. Um, and I that had never occurred to me before that
0: mm yeah, I, I like what what how Ryan kind of started the message, Rod. This is probably more um, excuse me applicable to you and I, listeners, viewers. You you guys know I'm I'm pretty much a crybaby. I, I I'll cry oh, a Walmart card. I cry. And, and Rod Rod shared with our worship team a couple of weeks ago and said the same thing. Says so like kindred spirits here. But uh, Ryan really called out that that sort of false masculine narrative. Yes, uh,
2: that That's I think good.
0: that we've seen in the church, particularly uh, that guys, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be emotional. You can't have tears. You just need to pull your your yourself up by your bootstraps and get after it, and all that language, you know. Uh, when really, bunch of crap. It is. It is. Uh, and I, I, I love uh, you know one of the last quotes that I, I heard Ryan you know say, and this is applicable to guys, and you can you could take this guys. Trusting God and deep sorrow can coexist, yes, like you can Amen. you don't yes. have to Absolutely. put on a face of like yeah. i'm'm di- I'm, I'm dying inside Good. you can die inside and on the outside in front of others and still be trusting in God It doesn't mean that you're weak it doesn't mean that you don't have faith in God uh, deep sorrow and lament uh I believe is is something that is is a, is a characteristic of a Christ follower ignoring it and just being tough and whatever. Uh you know Ryan said real plainly Jesus wept. I mean he went he went with lament into the garden and said father if there be any chance for this cup to pass from me nevertheless not my will but your will be done. And mm-hmm. he sweat great drops of blood this this physical sort of thing that happened to him as part of lament yep. and as part mm-hmm. of the suffering. Um, while yet still submitted. While still submitted. So, guys, you know, reject that false narrative uh, mm-hmm. because trusting in God and deep sorrow can coexist. You know, I think we've been told other, otherwise. Mm-hmm. He. And, it, wanna, and it's, I just want to add, and it's so
2: important to raising kids. Mm, so they can um, see that. Oh, mm. I, so we are so blessed, At, which there's a lot of people who maybe have a child die, and, and they maybe don't feel blessed anymore. Mm-hmm. We're still so blessed. And oh, and we're, yeah. we are super blessed with three wonderful children. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're not children anymore, but mm-hmm. Christopher, he's married to Marissa, and um, Rebecca, who's married to Chad, mm-hmm. and Justice, who is not yet married, um, mm-hmm. but will be one day. And, and they love the Lord, and they serve him. And because we're blessed and our kids are serving the Lord, mm-hmm. people will ask us about... Um, How'd you do that? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, somehow, in spite of my mm-hmm. mistakes, God did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, but we so we asked them a couple years ago at Christmas time, and basically they all said, "Well, we think you were always pretty real with us, mm-hmm. and pain is part of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's a healthy thing for kids to understand because that's life. It's real. It is life, and and mm-hmm. and we try so hard to." protect our kids from pain, but they're gonna have pain in life. Isn't that a promise from
0: Jesus? If <laughs> they hated me, they're gonna hate you too, even, well, you know? He said, in this world, you yes. will have yeah. suffering. Oh, yeah. But nevertheless, I've overcome the world. Yes. His, the promise of Jesus was never sp- to be spared of suffering. Right. His promise was to walk with us. You're right. In the and, midst of it. and
1: that's the the wonderful thing that when, when we're going through all of, all the stuff and we're asking God all those mm-hmm. hard questions. It's it's not that you know that we are just supposed to have a perfect life and why is this happening? It's not supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's told us that but what's what he does promise is that he will never leave us or forsake us. Amen. That he will be there for us and he Amen. will bring us comfort. He he is our comfort. He is our peace. Mm-hmm. He is truth. You know when when your whole world is shaken and you don't even know what's true anymore. He's your truth. And that mm-hmm. is so incredible. Love that. Amen. I cannot help but think of,
0: of the book of Hebrews. My favorite book. It's my favorite book, too. Yeah, there we go. Kindred spirits. Four, uh, Hebrews 4.14, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But one who has been tempted, can I say suffered also? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. In every way as we are yet without sin. Because of this, therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that Mm -hmm. we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Jesus understands what it is to suffer. Our Father in heaven understands what it is to suffer. You know, the chup's would and would never have chosen what happened to daniel no but god chose it he chose it for his own son he chose yeah. a plan for our lives that he would give his own son to suffer in ways he who knew no sin became sin for us
1: mm.
2: and and without you know, and without a really deep revelation of what that means hmm. i just don't think that we fully appreciate Mm-mm. what he did hmm.
1: no and and with all the blessings that have come out of our our loss uh, all the ways i mean before we lost our son we didn't we really hadn't lost anyone close to us mm-hmm. had so our grandparents, we had everybody. very mm-hmm. little understanding of of mm-hmm. what real grief and loss was it completely changed our perspective and how to minister reach out mm-hmm. just be a friend to people and say um, nothing yeah say nothing give hugs a hug
0: <laughs> That's, don't be, a hug.
1: A hug. be Why i like hugs so much a hug but, um, a cry
2: um, yes and silence a hug says a sit whole lot shiva
1: yeah yeah just and sit. um i don't remember where i was going with that sorry. that point but mm-hmm. um but yeah I'll, I'll think Ryan it in a minute <laughs> we're getting we're getting
0: close to the end of our time here together uh chups but I uh, you've already hinted both of you hinted at these questions already um but we want to encourage you just think about these these questions uh that mm-hmm. Ryan uh, left us with there were three questions and I didn't get the follow-up phrases and maybe you guys did because I thought those were really good uh, but Ryan said you know if you're in the midst of grief and loss and you want to move towards christianly, lament or a, a christ-like lament the first step is for you to get honest yep and, and amen and, and you said that several times today oh Tammy, vulnerability get real, with, say,
1: even with yourself yeah It's so yeah. important yeah we can fake ourselves out mm-hmm. <laughs> we, there's we a can. great quote mm-hmm. that's a great
0: that's true that's a great quote I've, i don't think mm-hmm. i've ever heard anybody say that just to say god
1: i'm angry i mean why did you let this happen <clears throat> it's so interesting there's so Excuse many me. layers of of the the grief and the stuff that you go through mm. i mean so i was grieving that like so that first year i was definitely grieving for sure but but also i purposed to be strong one because i was carrying our second child mm. and two because rod was a mess I was a, I was, he, uh, he was going through so much mess, trauma right. because he watched our son get run over literally and and you know had to pick him up and carry him and take him to the hospital and um anyway i i had to really purpose to be strong or at least i chose that and i was grieving all all along but at the same time there was this part of me that was just like S- i'm still i'm not gonna mm-hmm. i'm not gonna break down or i'm not gonna break mm-hmm. and um it felt like it was out of necessity but then it got to about well, it was the year mark, mm-hmm. and I fell apart. I you couldn't do honest. it. I couldn't do it anymore. So after
0: a year, you, after that's a when year. that step one came to you,
1: and wow. it was like, I really think part of it was that I was trying to do it in my own strength, mm-hmm. and even though I was, I was turning to God. I'm not saying I was, you know, like rebellious or anything, um, but I was bound and determined. I was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work that way. But maybe for the first twelve
0: it months, it was the sovereignty and grace and mercy of God for you to be strong and yeah. to hold I, that at bay. I, I, and I think, I think all so. All of that You're plays, out into, oh, man.
1: plays into it. Yeah. yeah. And then and then it was so cool. Um, literally on the very same day. I mean, it was like a miracle, which is so funny because a miracle would be completely taking the pain away. But but you know, but mm. there's so many miracles within the process of everything. But the very day that I broke. And I just knew that I couldn't carry it on my own anymore. Um, Rod, it, I mean, almost at the same time, he came to me. We were in different rooms, and God was doing something in both of us. And And he basically had a revelation, and God showed him that he needed to look at some things a little differently. It was like a complete flip-flop. Mm-hmm. I became the weak, blubbering mess <laughs> A very... Uh, just really at a different point of grief at that point and rod became the stronger one at that point and so Mm -hmm. it was a beautiful example of how god works in marriages and Mm -hmm. and how we need each other in different times to be strong or to um you know Mm -hmm. to carry each other and we and we carried each other in our weakness too so it's not like i'm not saying i was amazingly strong she was
2: amazingly strong it was but. it was crazy. the The funeral. She was led by the Spirit in so many ways, even in planning the funeral. Um, for me, the funeral was. Um, I was. It was almost like I was trying to hang on to a rope just till we got to the funeral, mm-hmm. because we were going to have corporate worship, and I just knew mm-hmm. that within corporate worship I would have some peace. Which, fortunately, with with my upbringing and and how I had been taught, I knew to look to God for that peace. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm telling you, he did not disappoint. The worship time was just incredible, and I felt mm-hmm. release, and I felt God's presence mm-hmm. in a different way. Um, that doesn't happen without her being strong, you know. Cool. So listeners,
0: viewers, Rod, uh, Rod just said in his own life the second question that Ryan posed. So after getting honest <laughs> yeah. with God, uh, Ryan challenged all of us to turn to God, which is what you experienced yeah. in that worship yeah. set. So yeah. you're honest with with the loss, honest with the pain, honest with the grief and then intentionally even even at the c- the ceremony itself, the, the memorial, you you turn to God in that moment of lament. Well,
2: and and mm-hmm. there's a, one of my favorite verses in the Bible because it gives me hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Um is when a father has a boy that's demon possessed and mm-hmm. and you know, disciples have prayed for him, and the dad says something to the effect of, "If you can heal him, heal him." And Jesus comes back with, "If I can heal him, mm. you know, kind of a, of course I can heal him." Yeah, but yet there's been prayer and it hasn't happened yet, right? And and he says, um, he the father says, "I do believe." but help me with my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's I that's think the that's turning. that's well it's both that is mm-hmm. like the crux of being honest and turning to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives me hope because there are times that man you just don't know you believe but you you just don't know what to do or you're not sure how this is going to work or how mm-hmm. this is going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And and Jesus could have been harsh with him and i mean quite frankly some of the things that i heard taught over my lifetime from kind of a name it and claim it Mm. television mentality you have to do everything just right yeah when if that were the case jesus would have said oh you you got it wrong you don't really believe but that's not what he did he healed the kid Mm. jesus was okay with the dad being honest and saying i do believe but help me with my unbelief and I feel like that's kind of where I live life sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Uh,
0: and I think if we're honest, that's what we do. Suffering lament doesn't seem to be an equation. No, I, and it, I think it's, it's important. It's more like algebra.
1: <laughs> to, I think it's important for us to to understand that that we don't have to understand everything. Mm, you know, yeah, our minds true. want answers. We're not always going to get the specific answers. Um our minds want to figure out God and understand how could he let this happen and we're we're really not we're not God and we're not going to understand somebody so hard uh, something somebody that's so much bigger than we are mm-hmm. there's no way we can mm-hmm. comprehend God yeah and I think we have to come to peace with that
2: a couple that, a couple of the sub questions yeah so when he said get honest he said, um, how should the world be and what's your world actually like right now mm-hmm were um, a couple of his sub questions, and then the turn to God part. He said, um, "How do you feel about that? Mm. You know, wow. and uh, those are incredibly just honest, real questions. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I come back to God built right in His festivals and things mm-hmm. to ask questions. I, I just mm-hmm. I don't think questions are bad. It's not. I mean, you're questioning God, but you're not. You're not questioning God's sovereignty." Right. You're trying to learn and understand, mm-hmm. God, what are you doing here in my mm-hmm. life? Amen. That's different than questioning God's sovereignty. It's, mm-hmm. it's a
0: different thing. Ryan kind of closed up the message uh, with a third question that we need to ask and trust. Yeah. So after we've we've gotten honest with God, after we've turned to him, begin to ask and trust him. So uh, what does it look like, listener, viewer, to take that lament to God, be honest with him about it and then just begin to ask those questions you know yeah. God may not like like Tammy shared God he may provide answers, but he might not are you going to be okay with that? are you going to be okay with that? Uh, and the he, Ryan closed with three words but yet an and, and. and yep. but God yet meaning the kingdoms here and now but not yet and there's a move of god coming. Mm. It isn't it isn't it isn't done. It's mm-hmm. not over with. Yeah. There's still time. There's still a place for change.
1: And that brings so much hope.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. and and he said, you know, lament doesn't always bring a quick fix or a quick mm. resolution, um mm. but it it does help us tunnel to a real life practical dependence and trust in what the lord's doing. Mm-hmm. And um I just it it really blows my mind that and I don't know if this is true in different cultures, but it it really is so shocking to me that when there's so much lament in the Bible, mm-hmm. that we just don't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I wonder if you're in a country where you last week uh, you were talking with um, Ballinger Jared.
0: Mm-hmm. Jared, yeah, and, from Destiny
2: Rescue. And um, mm-hmm. I think it was just last week when you were talking about the uh, – no, no, I'm sorry. It was a different podcast. But mm. you're talking about this pastor who knew he was going to be arrested mm. but dropped his seven-year-old off at school mm-hmm. and went back and was arrested mm. and didn't see his kid for 10 years. Mm. Um there's just there's so many things that we don't understand and maybe in those cultures they talk about this because it's so real life and it's so much more present some yeah something mm-hmm. but in our yeah. culture um yeah you know if you really want to help somebody um says that we that we rejoice with those who rejoice and we cry with those who cry yeah. and i think yeah. we do a kind yeah. of a bad job of that in america we do i
1: think um like yesterday when ryan was sharing and and I was thinking about the various people within our own congregation that are in such oh. that place right now. Mm-hmm. I had tears quite a bit through the service, but it wasn't because I was sad. It, it wasn't because I was grieving, but I, but I know what they're going through and that breaks my heart. So, it, so in a sense, yes, I, w- I was sad for them. It breaks my heart. Grief is something that you can't really pray it away, which is, which is, is kind of foreign to, to our philosophy of, well, you just pray for, you know, pray Mm -hmm. for what you want and we we, we got to get healed. Right. (laughs) We are going to get over it. And there's such a process in grief and um, yeah. And I just know that it, it takes a long time and Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard.
2: And I, and I see people that inspire me um, yesterday at church. Uh, I've known the renders for a long time Mm -hmm. and they're out there greeting people. They're, they're pressing in, mm-hmm. trusting God,
0: mm-hmm. and they were the family uh, that lost their their nine year old grandson. Yeah, um, so fast, uh, but
2: yeah, but that inspires me too. And it's yeah. it's um, I guess one other point. I know we need to wrap up, but one other point is you know there's Paul says that he can he can rejoice and brag in his weakness, because in his weakness, the Lord is strong. And and when we deny our struggle, when we deny what we're going through, when we deny lament and we try to just put a smile on all the time and act like everything's great, honestly, how do we share the hope of Christ with a lost world? Mm-hmm if they don't know that we ever have struggle too, Mm. because Christ is the answer to the struggle Mm. Mm. and, and it's, it's being real. And, and then, um, like we said earlier, not just continuing to live in it, but to, to pivot and put your focus and your, your belief and your trust in in Christ. Yeah. And, um, so there's a lot of people who who just inspire me. You know, we, God, God's been good to us, but man, there's a lot of people that inspire us.
0: Yeah. Well, Rod and Tammy, thanks. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Uh, Thanks for continuing to be faithful to, to share um, what you've learned. I wish you could have learned it another way,
1: Mm -hmm. but you couldn't have. That's what I was going to (laughs) say.
0: You couldn't have
1: gonna say that through all of the stuff that all the blessings that have come out of it all the people that we've been able to reach because now we understand pain out of all of that you know if i had to do it over again i would never want to lose my son Mm. i would never make that choice Mm. but i didn't have a choice and god has used it for his good because he promises he will
0: we have a couple of team members on the worship team who have lost children and uh it was a it was like a lightning bolt uh maybe a couple months ago and uh i recognize that it's like i don't ever want to learn what they're gonna learn i don't Mm -hmm. want that Mm -hmm. lord lord please um but there
2: is peace and there is hope on the other side yeah um if you turn
0: for the Lord, yeah, yeah. Keep
1: pressing in. So, Bless listeners, God.
0: viewers, uh, just if you're in that that place of grief and sorrow, and you haven't made that that, churn, that turn that shift that transition into lament, uh, seek out other people, uh, broaden your circle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, turn to God, get honest with God, begin to ask and seek um, what you're going through. There are others who have been through it. It may not be everyone around you, um, and they're well-intentioned, but maybe find somebody who actually knows what it is to suffer in the way that you are and spend some time with them. Listen, people have been down the road 29 years longer than you have in a place of, of tragedy and loss. Um, And as always, we're so thankful for those that watch and listen to this podcast, Uh, Josh and I, uh, pastors at the church, we're just grateful, um, for this opportunity to talk with you guys and to share, uh. The little bit that we (laughs) know and the huge amounts that our guests know. Um, So make sure and like and share this podcast, review this podcast. Remember, uh, we're getting really close to a thousand subscribers. Yeah, we need a thousand people. uh, I think we're like 917 right now or somewhere around there. So so this
2: is episode 58, by the way. Fifty-eight. So it'd be cool if we hit a thousand by, you know, in the next. 25 episodes, 20, 25 episodes. Uh, I'm and so saying by 60. In, how about in two wow, weeks? By sixty yeah, yeah, in two, two weeks. weeks. Well, there you go. See, lack of faith, I believe, but <laughs> help me with my belief. Um,
0: <laughs> we really want to reach that 1,000 subscribers. Uh, why? You know, Josh and I say, it's not so that you'll see our ugly mugs on the camera or hear our voices. Uh, <laughs> it It's so the, the, the Bible teaching that comes across the stage at Radiant Life, that's part of this podcast feed. Uh, and then the conversations around those messages uh, will be heard by more people because... I, I tell Pastor Ryan all the time I wouldn't be at Radiant Life if I didn't think it was the best place in town. <laughs> I'd go someplace else, it's but best, I think God's it's the best on, place in town for you. I believe it's it's where God's moving the most in my family's life. Sure. That's probably oh, the best man. way to say mm-hmm. it. Yep. And so uh, we that's why we do what we do at Radiant Life. It's why we do this podcast is just to share the good things that God is doing mm. um, in our in our faith community. So, God bless you guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.